Hi, I'm Elizabeth Benoist, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. McGurk! I Do love typing. Do not mess with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you <laughs> like it? Is being, becoming a human burrito a plus or a minus? I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther Boardroom or Ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this coat. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther. It's not just Lena being mean. No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Welcome to Supergirl Radio, your source for all things related to the CW Supergirl TV series and the character of Kara Zor-El. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are live and wired on the Supergirl Radio Facebook page and the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel to shine a spotlight on the Legion of Super Pets. This Supergirl Radio character spotlight is going to involve multiple characters of the Legion of Super Pets team. There are quite a lot of them, Ooh. lots of pets in the comics. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to start with uh, the first comic book appearance of uh, appearances of each of the original members. And uh, there's four of them. Uh, so we'll get into those. And then we're going to talk about the first appearance of the team. And then we're going to see an example of how a new member is initiated uh, for those who who don't ah. know. So we're going to get to that story as well. So the characters that, they, uh, that we will cover will be Crypto the Super Dog, Streaky the Super Cat, Beppo the Super Monkey, Comet the Super Horse, and then a Prody 2. Uh, so what happened we'll get, to Prody One? <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into Prody One uh, because there is a reason that uh, Prody Two is the second one. Twist. Uh, uh, things did not go well for Prody One. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just say that. But those are the characters that we're going to talk about, and uh, you can check out all of these stories that we are going to discuss. And I would recommend that you do. You can check out all these stories and more in what's called Tales of the Super Pets, which is a DC Comics collection that we have linked in the video description below the live stream. And we will uh, include in the audio podcast show notes. So if you would like some more Super Pets, definitely check that out because there's a lot more stories. Uh, you can read about Wonder Woman's uh, kangaroo in that Kanga? collection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so you can get into that if you would like. So this is going to be our final episode on the Super Pets for a little while. So just enjoy it while we're here. Enjoy that super pet content while it lasts. <laughs> uh, I'd also like to note that if you are, say, Googling Tales of the Super Pets, so you want to purchase it, it's spelled T-A-I-L-S. Uh, a little bit of a punny joke. Because they're tales <laughs> like stories, but it's also pets. So, tales. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> So definitely check that out if you want more Super Pets. It's a pretty good collection. All right. So let's uh, just go ahead and get started while we're here. All right. So we are going to be uh, looking at uh, the Legion of Super Pets, which is a team that was created by Jerry Siegel and Kurt Swan. The first appearance of the Super Pets is in Adventure Comics 293 from February 1962. And the original members were uh, it was a small team. They were just starting out. Uh, it was Crypto the Superdog, Streaky the Supercat, Comet the Superhorse, and Beppo the Super Monkey. 
Uh, fun fact, and we'll get into it, uh, but just uh, to tease it out, Comet the Super Horse first appearance is the same time as the Legion of Super Pets. So you get you get a two for Comet is an OG. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to those four original members of the Legion of Super Pets, we get uh, Prody 2, who we who we will talk about a little bit. Uh, so we'll see how he is. Uh, I, well, I don't know. Maybe I can't say he. Uh, Prody uh, 2 is a protoplasmic blob, so I'm not real sure. Uh, you know, gender situation there. I'm, I'm not real sure. Uh, but also an additional members of the Legion of Super Pets, you have Ace the Bat Hound, Bat Cow, Titus, Rex the Wonder Dog, Detective Chimp, Talkie Tawny, uh, Hoppy the Marvel Bunny, Terrific What's It, Flexi the Plastic Bird, and Clay Critter are some of the ones that are listed. Uh, terrific What's It. Yes. <laughs> Terrific what's oh, it? Oh, it's the tur it's the turtle. <laughs> it's kind of the the Merton of the comics. Oh wow. Uh, so if you're a big fan of Merton, check out uh Terrific What's It. Uh, Merton origin stories. <laughs> uh, the real name of the Terrific What's It is Merton McSnurtle or ah. McSnurtle the Turtle. So that's probably why where they got uh Merton for DC League of Super Pets. So lots of fun characters, uh, some 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 what, some wild ones in there. What is Clay Critter? So I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. I was I was trying to dig into that and find more information out about Clay Critter, but it seems to be a more recent addition to the Legion of Super Pets from the I think the Rebirth era. And Clay Critter, I believe, is sort of a shape shifting sort of uh clay face as i say like kind of, kind of a kind of like a clay face but smaller yes we we're <laughs> <laughs> just a critter just a um, wee little clay face <laughs> so the legion of super pets have a quite the lineup but we uh don't just for the sake of time we don't have the time to get into clay critter although <laughs> may, maybe that is for a future super Girl radio episode we will we will consider it in the future if we want more super pets content so i guess the thing that we should uh start out with uh the the first the first pet that we should start out uh talking about is crypto the super dog because he is the original uh super pet he was the first one in the, uh, dc comics and we have done a crypto the super dog character spotlight on supergirl radio and we talked about his first appearance. So we're just going to give a quick summary from our, our character spotlight episode on crypto from June 23rd, 2022. Uh, so we're going to do a little time travel. You can learn about crypto's first appearance and then we'll come back and we'll get to our next super pet. Crypto the Super Dog was created by Otto Bender and Kurt Swan. Supergirl fans uh, should be familiar with the name Otto Bender. He is the co-creator of a Supergirl. Uh, so he also created Crypto the Super Dog. His first appearance was in Adventure Comics number 210 from March 1955. And this is a story titled The Super Dash Dog from Krypton. And uh, this issue begins in Smallville, where we meet a white dog, a stray mutt. Uh, the issue says a stray mutt without a license who is caught by a dog catch catcher. Uh, but in the next moment, the dog busts through the wagon as if someone had dropped a uh, boulder on the truck. So uh, you can imagine that caused a lot of chaos. Having observed this, a young Clark Kent changes into Superboy to investigate. The hole in the dog catcher's wagon lets all the dogs loose, so Superboy returns them. Except the dog who caused all the trouble got away. 
Later on, while young Clark Kent works in his father's store, some criminals attempt a robbery. Normally, this would be easy for Superboy to take care of, but with so many people around, he can't change into his superhero persona. Thankfully, though, the white mutt who got away from the earlier uh, trouble confronts the robbers and their bullets bounce off of him. With everyone distracted, young Clark Kent helps Crypto, leading to the arrest of the bad guys. Clark finds the strange dog chewing on one of the crook's uh, steel uh, guns down like it was a, a tasty dog biscuit, just chewing it up like it was a biscuit. When he finishes eating his snack, the dog takes off with a lightning flash, and Superboy, curious about where he comes from, chases after him, having to fly as he does it because the dog takes off into the air. Once Superboy catches up with him, Superboy starts to realize that the super dog has powers similar to his own. The dog uses his x-ray vision to spot a bone buried in the ground. Crypto displays super intelligence, for a dog at least, and guides Superboy to a rocket that recently crashed. Thankfully, Superboy finds a document written in the, quote, the language of Krypton, unquote, which explains that before Krypton blew up, Scientists experimented with rockets, hoping to achieve a workable spaceship. The issue says, quote, before daring to send up human pilots, of course, they used test animals in the untried rockets. So understanding that Krypton may blow up at any mo moment, this is a, sort of a flashback to Jorel. Uh, the issue says, quote, one particular scientist, unquote, revealed later to be Jorel, Superboy's Kryptonian father, recognized the emergency and put a puppy he names Crypto in an experimental rocket that would never return. The issue suggests that a meteor bounced it deep into space where it drifted aimlessly for years. During that time, the puppy grows into a super dog. That information that Superboy finds in the rocket leads him to the conclusion that because the record he found was written by his father, Crypto is actually the pet he had as a baby. Having a super pet sounds like a lot of fun at first, but Superboy soon realizes that Crypto's frisky, friskiness, as the issue says, could cause harm. Crypto is stubborn and won't let go of part of a plane that Superboy needs to weld back together. To trick Crypto to let it go, Superboy uses super ventriloquism to, to mimic the sound of a cat's meow, which Crypto follows. This gives Superboy the chance he needs to weld the missing chunk of the plane, and the pilot is able to regain and main control of the aircraft. Like any other boy taking care of his dog, Superboy and Crypto build a, a doghouse for Crypto using large stones. Superboy gives Crypto a bath with old barbed wire and molten lava. But like any other dog, Crypto wants to play. So he finds young Clark Kent at school and brings him a steel girder for a game of fetch into space. Meeting Crypto in space, though, Superboy catches the Superdog chasing meteors as he's chasing as if he's chasing cats. Even on Earth, Crypto chases cats through buildings, smashing through the bricks as if they are papers. In an effort to train Crypto a little better, Superboy uses a loud supersonic whistle unheard by human ears that his Superdog can hear from any distance. When Crypto responds to the whistle, Superboy and Crypto go back to the bridge where Crypto got the steel girder putting it back into place. Clark Kent also uses Crypto to trick Lana Lang from confirming his identity as Superboy. She's already a little, uh, aggressively suspicious about it. Uh, how could he be Superboy, though, if, his, if there is a caped figure flying in the sky while Clark is on the ground? Uh, of course, that caped figure is Crypto, uh, but Lana can't see that far away, so what does she know? She, she just sees a figure with a flying cape in the skies. The next morning, though, Superboy discovers that Crypto has left his doghouse and using his telescopic vision sees that Crypto is in deep space. 
Superboy says that he's glad that crypto is gone because he was such a big bother. But that might not be the entire truth because the issue ends with Superboy calling crypto his pal and hoping that he'll come back once in a while to say hello. I like that crypto can fly in space. How you got to no call problem. crypto a bother? What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> how, how very dare you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like that the crypto can just hang out in space. No, no problem. Don't sure. explain it. Don't, don't ask questions. Don't explain it. I accept it. I accept it wholeheartedly and immediately. <laughs> so that is the first appearance of Crypto the Super Dog. And we're also going to talk about Streaky the Super Cat. Uh, Supergirl Radio has also previously recorded an episode with John M. Wilson, who is host of the Superman and Crisis podcast. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at John Reads Comics on Twitter. And uh, he did he he joined us for the streaky uh, character spotlight and the crypto character spotlight. So John is really the super pets expert that we like to bring on. He really he really enjoys talking about that stuff. So thank you, John, for hanging out with Supergirl Radio and talking about the super pets. So this uh, we're going to do a little more time traveling back to March 15th, 2018. So quite a Whoa. long time ago uh, to talk about the first appearance of Streaky the Super Cat. And uh, John is going to recount the te- the tale. I, I said the, the pun uh, ah. pro- probably unintentionally uh, recount the tale of the story Supergirl's Super Pet. <laughs> Streaky was created by Jerry Siegel and Jim Mooney. Also, I've seen Otto Bender uh, mentioned with the creation of Streaky the Super Cat. His first appearance was in Action Comics number 261 from February 1960, so he's been around uh, quite some time. So Streaky's first story is Supergirl's Super Pet. And this is back in the days whenever Linda Lee was living at Midvale Orphanage. So she sees a ball of kryptonite, and she thinks, huh, I'm going to take this kryptonite back and try to find a cure for it. So she wraps it up in a ball of lead and takes it back to the orphanage. And in the small chemical laboratory in the orphanage... Because orphanages have laboratories. Right. Yeah, of course. We're also going to learn about science and the ways of the world. There is a rule sheet on the board, uh, on the wall of the chemical laboratory. Some of these kids are playing safe. Oh, good, good. So after trying several different treatments and chemical reactions on the kryptonite to see if she can get a cure, um, there is no luck. There is no joy. So she throws the kryptonite out the window just into the woods while no one's looking. And um, later she sees a cat while she's out and about in the town running on errands and she saves the cat from a dog and the cat follows her back to the orphanage and the cat while uh, while Linda's inside the cat's wandering on the grounds and finds this chemically altered ball of kryptonite and this cat sniffs the kryptonite gets a big old whiff of chemical fumes and gains superpowers. They call this X kryptonite, and it's the only time that X kryptonite is ever discussed is in relation to Streaky. It's not one of those things that like has other storylines. And yeah, Streaky finds a Superman toy and um, accidentally gets the cape on it, like knocks it all over, and the cape just happens to land around its neck. And he starts <laughs> like saving cats from cat catchers and knocking apples out of trees onto dogs and flying with eagles and planes in the night. 
And Supergirl sees her is like, oh, it's my cat. And they go and have fun in the sky until all of a sudden, bloop, Streaky's superpowers go away. They're like in space, like Earth is a ball beneath them. And Streaky has lost her superpowers and Streaky dies and never had a story again. But they are in space. Somehow she survives this. <laughs> I, I keep going back between she and he on Streaky. I, for, I apologize for that. Well, Streaky, Streaky has been a male cat and a female cat. So it kind of goes back and forth depending on the writer, I think. And I, as a kid, I was ascribed to the theory that all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. Because that's just what <laughs> I So back at the orphanage, Linda just has this cat now who wants to be superpowered again. And that's basically the gist of the first story. <laughs> The only other time that X Kryptonite has been used is on Superman and Lois. Because uh, ah. they took all of the Supergirl things uh, for their show, and uh, Supergirl, the TV show, didn't use any of them. So there you go. So X Kryptonite <laughs> did make its first uh, media I, appearance. I swear. Streaky is going to show up on Superman and Lois, and I'm going to lose my mind. Well, I'm going to, yeah. It's, we're ju- we're just gonna lose it here at Supergirl Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna live stream that week, and it's gonna be nothing but a big streaky on Superman and Lois rant. That's all. It is. <laughs> so yeah, so that is Streaky's first appearance. Uh, streaky would go on to lose superpowers and regain superpowers, and lose superpowers and regain superpowers. So they couldn't there uh, for Streaky. So, so they couldn't really uh, decide if they wanted Streaky to continue having superpowers, but that was kind of Streaky's. Uh, thing for a little while. All right. So one of the characters that we have not talked about on Supergirl Radio that we need to get to as an original member of the Legion of Super Pets was Beppo the Super Monkeys. So we're going to talk about Beppo and Beppo's history. So Beppo was created by Otto Bender, who should be familiar to Supergirl fans as one of the co-creators of Supergirl. So Beppo was created by Otto Bender and George Papp. And Super Monkey's first appearance was in Superboy number 76 from October 1959 in a story titled The Super Monkey from Krypton, because most of the time they come from Krypton. Uh, Streaky is is a rare (laughs) occurrence. All right. So in this story, uh, it starts off with uh, what the issue refers to as Mom and Dad Kent. I guess this was before they would uh, call them Ma and Pa Kent, but Mom and Dad Kent here are taking Clark to see the monkeys at the Smallville Zoo. And uh, Clark interacts with one of the monkeys who starts to imitate his movements and actions. And Dad Kent thinks it reminds him of something that happened with Clark when he was super baby. So this is going to be <laughs> this be a tale of super baby. I love that. Like at, at no point does Clark not have like a title. He's like super baby, and I'm assuming like <laughs> later on he's super toddler. And like uh, I really want to go. Like what was his super tween period like? We're <laughs> <laughs> real rebellious and and uh, just. Uh, teenage-esque you're I'm not sure. my real dad <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of like that in man of steel a little bit that's uh, true actually <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah this is a story of a super baby so dad kent is recalling something that happened when clark was super baby uh so in the story clark is using his super memory to recall events from his childhood and superboy recounts for the reader the time that he was able to see past events as they happened by overtaking the light rays that left Earth years ago. So they overly explain how Superboy is able to see uh, past events. Really? I mean, uh, 
crypto's flying in space and and we buy it so <laughs> we, we can't just have a flashback like they had to, they had those on saved by the bell like they didn't have to <laughs> explain that like zach morris was like flying around the earth backwards we, we get it so overly complicating a flashback here in uh superboy number 76 <laughs> all right so when superboy sees the past event of him as a baby crashing to earth he sees a stowaway on board his rocket a small monkey. This small monkey was one of Jarrell's test animals. So Jarrell ah. was really testing quite a bit on these these animals on Krypton. So after I'm cool, Jarrell. <laughs> I mean, I guess how else were they going to do it? I guess. Uh, so after spending some time with other animals, the superpowered monkey uses his telescopic vision and sees Super Baby and wants to play with the flying baby because Super Baby Who can fly. Won. <laughs> yeah. So the monkey decides to imitate whatever Super Baby does. So he puts on similar clothing and jumps into some water, even though uh, Super Monkey's jumping into where Dad Kent is taking a bath and Dad Kent not real happy about it. Uh, interrupting his bath. So in the neighborhood, though, an old-time organ grinder who lived in Smallville is making his rounds and has a monkey with him named Beppo who collects coins from the people. So I have a lot of questions, Morgan. I hope you're paying attention because I have questions and maybe you can answer them uh, after this <laughs> issue. So uh, there's there's a lot of complications with this I have Beppo story. many questions so far. <laughs> <laughs> so the organ grinder with the monkey, the monkey is named Beppo. Uh, so wanting to do the same, the super, the, the original super monkey, uh, grabs one of Ma Kent's jars out of the kitchen and she was using this jar to save up some money for a new sewing machine. And the super monkey gives all of the money inside the jar into the organ grinders, uh, stuff and, uh, and gives it all to, to Beppo, the organ grinders monkey. So, <laughs> you know what? Super monkey solidarity. I understand. I get it. I mean, <laughs> power I get to the it. people. <laughs> but he was also giving away. I mean, Ma Kent was saving that up. I mean, <laughs> on, she man. was like, I was going to buy something nice. And now you just gave it to a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a lot of imitation here from the super monkey. So, mom and dad can't blame all of super monkey's mischief, uh, that's going around the house. On Super Baby, they think this whole time that all these things that are happen happening are happening because Super Baby's doing them. Super Boy, uh, Super Boy, Super Baby figures out his adoptive parents have seen Super Monkey instead of him, and a showdown ensues between Super Baby and Super Monkey as they fight over a toy fire truck and a toy trumpet. So things are getting a little aggressive between <laughs> Super Baby oh, and wow. Super there's Monkey. Like, there's like clear escalation here. <laughs> <laughs> As you go on to another, like, another panel where there's, like, explosions. <laughs> <laughs> so here's how that happens. So Super Baby is finally able to prove Super Monkey's existence because they don't even think he it, he's there. They think everything is happening because of Super Baby. So he is going to prove Super Monkey's existence when uh, Super Baby uses the heat of his x-ray vision because back then at this time they did not call it heat vision. Uh, they uh, referred to it as heat from the x-ray vision to light Dad Kent's cigar so that Super Monkey copies him, accidentally making all of the July 4th fireworks in the garage go off. So this is, uh, so Super Baby's pretty smart. He's like, well, <laughs> if this Super Monkey is going to copy everything I do, I'll get him to do this. So panicked, Super Monkey flies off into space, and Clark Kent tells the reader that Super Monkey got lost in space while he was up there. He got lost, <laughs> and he couldn't find his way back to Earth. 
Instead of a super pet, the story ends with Clark calling Super Monkey a super pest. So my question about this issue, and maybe maybe I should have read the, the next uh, issues after this, but I was very confused. So, so this is the origin of Beppo, the super monkey, but the original super monkey, I don't think had a name. The organ grinders monkey yeah. was named Beppo. So I don't yeah. know if. I was getting confused too, because I, I had to go back at like, I reread that section in your doc a couple times. Cause I was like, wait, the super monkey is super who, but Beppo is a different monkey. How many monkeys are there in this story? <laughs> so maybe the original super monkey wanted wanted to imitate Beppo and just called himself Beppo. Oh, like, he I'm was just... like Beppo's a good name. <laughs> Me Beppo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the only thing I can think of because otherwise the issue is very unclear. Miss <laughs> Fiction Fanatic said Super Monkey C, Super Monkey Do. So I mean. Super monkey see Beppo, super monkey become Beppo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only uh, reasoning that I can think of with that because it's 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 not as clear as I would like it to be. Uh, so, Morgan, would you like to go through uh, the first appearance of the Legion of Superheroes and Comet the Super Horse? I would love that. <laughs> uh, uh, so the first comic book appearance of uh, our boy uh, Comet the Super Horse <laughs> and the Legion of Super Pets as a team are both Adventure Comics number 293. And the story is titled The Legion of Super Traders, which sounds dun, dun, dramatic. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, in this issue, Clark Kent attempts to save a plane from crashing over Smallville's outskirts but a reckless impulse seizes him, which causes Superboy to wreck the plane instead of save it. Wait, what? <laughs> so he just, he can just, we be can we dive into this psychology here? <laughs> so something happens to Clark Kent. He has some sort of uh, reckless impulse that's taking him over and it makes him do bad things instead of saving the day. So something just happens to him. Ah, so suddenly he's just like, I want to see this plane burn. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's an unexplained occurrence. <laughs> okay. Um, as Superboy shatters the propeller, <laughs> Crypto, the super dog, flies in to save the day. And Crypto says, like, what's going on, man? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the last strange behavior for Superboy in this issue because he also almost throws Crypto into a kryptonite meteor swarm. Thankfully, it doesn't happen because he snaps out of it. Um, man, Superboy, come on. How, <laughs> and he was, how could you do says crypto like that? He's got crypto by the tail, too. By the then. tail, even. Where's his dignity, Superboy? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the next day, Superboy gets a coded message from the Legion of Superheroes through, through his signal lamp. Uh, so Superboy meets Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lab in the Gobi Desert. They explain to Superboy that they need Superboy's help in updating their records of which Kryptonian criminals have been banished to the Phantom Zone before Krypton's destruction. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but it's just like, oh, we, we called you here for some, like, light clerical work. <laughs> 
we just need you to file some things. And we're at, we're actually we're in the midst of like a whole system upgrade. You wouldn't understand, Super Boy. You you're just too busy like throwing dogs into meteors and <laughs> crashing planes. But <laughs> but some of us have real jobs. Saturn girl, go collate those files. <laughs> also, I really enjoy the signal lamp. Me too. <laughs> it's literally a lamp in a room in the Kent house and it's getting a message coming out of it. <laughs> and you think it would be something like, like su- supernatural looking or like next generation looking. And it's just, just some lamp that lights <laughs> up. And he's like, Oh, did that lamp just light up by itself? Time to go to the Gobi desert. <laughs> Saturn girl needs me to file. Uh, <laughs> So uh, after identifying Jax or and General Zod, Monel, oh, oh, uh, a friend of the pod, I guess, <laughs> uh, who is in the Phantom Zone because Superboy put him there until he could find a cure of lead poisoning. I feel like putting Monel in the Phantom Zone, then be like, "No, I'm totally coming back for you." It's kind of, it's kind of like Alex Danvers being like, "I'll never forget you, Pa." <laughs> <laughs> he just like bumps into him in the phantom zone. He's like, ooh, this is so awkward. I'm still working on it, I swear. They just need me to file some stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so he bumps into Monel. Uh, so oh, Monel appears from the Phantom Zone to warn Superboy that the Legion plans on betraying him and freeing the criminals from the Phantom Zone. Uh-oh. You mean they weren't just updating their systems? <laughs> He's like, oh, they got me right where it hurts. <laughs> like boring administrative tasks. Who would have foreseen this? We've been made. Oh my God. So good. Uh, so realizing that their plan A failed, Cosmic Boy, Saturn Girl, and Lightning Lad call for plan B, which involves blasting Superboy with kryptonite rays that incapacitate him to the point that his Superboy robots can't even save him. He's got robots? Oh, like, yeah. Superman family always had robots. You remember, you remember the Linda well, Lee? Alex, yeah. You remember the Linda Lee uh, robots in the tree, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe we need oh, to yeah. do more of a, a dig into Linda Lee. I think at some point we'll get there. Linda Lee deep dive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, do, do. Uh, so the Legion of Superheroes aren't acting like themselves because they usually love filing uh, because it turns out that they are under the control of brain glo- of the brain globes of Rambat, an alien race of brains in a globe, <laughs> thus brain globes. Sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm following along with the story as well. <laughs> So I just need to take I just need to take pauses to take it all in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the brain globes need to steal Earth for their survival and consider Superboy to be the only one who could oppose them. The brain globes of Rambat used to have bodies, but upon acquiring the power to work mental miracles, they discarded their clumsy bodies and assumed a more infinitely efficient brain globe form. They're like, you know what? <laughs> We honestly, you you guys judge us, but we've never looked or felt better. <laughs> you ever have lower back pain? Because guess who doesn't? This, bra- this brain. <laughs> so for the audio listener, 
This is the brain globes are literally <laughs> a brain in a globe. It's just it, it is what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> it's just a it's a round ball. There's a brain inside of it. <laughs> but they are looking fabulous. <laughs> Uh, while focusing so much on Superboy, the Legion of Superheroes find themselves released from the Brain Globe's control. Sensing Superboy's peril, the uh, Crypto, the Superdog, arrives. The Legion comes to the conclusion that the Brain Globes can't control the minds of super animals. The Brain Globes threaten Earth with an ultimatum, so Crypto can't fight them on his own. Dun dun dun. What? Uh, I guess I guess it makes sense that the brain globes could control people, but not animals, because sometimes I, I talk to my cats and I'm like, what's going on in there? And I can just <laughs> hear the like the wind in there like, <laughs> between those little ears. So like, yeah, there's not there's not sometimes there's not a lot to control in there. Um, so they uh, the Legion of Superheroes form a plan to use four super pets against the four brain globes, which requires them to travel through time and collect Comet the Super Horse, Streaky the Super Cat, and Beppo the Super Monkey to form the Legion of Super Pets. Uh, there's an editor's note in this section of the comic that reads, Yes, readers, this is a preview glimpse of a super pet Supergirl will someday will own someday in the future. Oh. It's a little tease. A little tease. Comet the Super Horse. They're like, oh, look at this horse. Got to know more about him. <laughs> <laughs> I love that he's just like, like a comet is so, uh, is such a draw that they were just like, no, just give them a little bit of comet. They'll be back for more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. In what is described in this issue as one of the most amazing battles this planet has ever seen, this new army of super animals teams up with the Legion of Superheroes to defeat the Brain Globes, who exclaim that they uh, will never return to Earth because it is protected by ultra-powerful super animals that they cannot mentally control. <laughs> yeah, that's right. In your face, globes filled with brains. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that monkey with a cape coming, did you? <laughs> I, like, I like that Like Supergirl is on Comet and she's yelling, Charge! Yeah, that is actually Saturn Girl. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturn Saturn Girl gets to pal around with Comet the Superhorse before Supergirl does. I am truly shocked. Like I am betrayed as a Supergirl fan. <laughs> that the first person to ride Comet wasn't Supergirl. It was Saturn Girl. Disappointing. But I like Super Monkey. Super Monkey's really uh, committed to that costume, though. He really is. He's like, I actually, this feels great, and I love it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not It's not just the cape. It's like the blue shirt and the red shorts with the yellow belt. I mean, a, a full-fledged costume, I think. He saw it on Super Baby, and he was like, I like that. I, I needed to get some of that for myself. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Legion of Superheroes officially name these four pets, Crypto, Streaky, Comet, and Beppo, the Legion of Super Pets because they are an animal branch of their super club. Yeah. So this is why there's a difference in the name between the Legion of Super Pets in the comics and mm. DC League of Super Pets in the movie. Uh, my guess is they couldn't call it, they they thought maybe they couldn't call the team the Legion of Super Pets because in the animated film with The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Crypto, <laughs> they uh, they had no affiliation to the Legion of uh, Superheroes. That's so, true. So I guess they felt like they couldn't do that. And I guess it makes more sense because all of the Super Pets were, 
their own member of the Justice League, essentially. So that's why the names are different, if you were wondering about it. I see a, a question from Mara in the comments who says, wait, Supergirl owns Comet? Isn't he sometimes a dude? Sometimes he is. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> ma magically, he can transform into a dude uh, occasionally. And we will do a Comet the Super Horse uh, spotlight. There's going to be a deep dive. But yeah. I will say, like, you know, when he's in his horse form, somebody does need to give him, like, hay and oats. So Yeah, he can't do that himself. He can't do it himself? <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> so we will we will do a uh, character spotlight on Comet in the future because uh, there's there's some really wacky versions of Comet uh, <laughs> that we have not gone uh, through yet. Uh, Brian asks a real important question: uh, Why are all the brain globes so hairy? Huh? That's, that's a great question. <laughs> Why indeed? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it looks like New Rachel asks, uh, so was this Brainy's idea or was he not part of the Legion yet? Uh, we'll see Brainiac 5 in another one of the stories that we're going to cover for this week's episode of Supergirl Radio. I don't know the timeline of Brainiac 5 very well, uh, so somebody else may have to answer that uh, for you. Uh, but we will uh, see Brainiac 5 in uh, one of these stories. All right. So uh, let's get into. So we've we've met all the members of the team. We've met Crypto, his first appearance. Streaky's first appearance. Beppo's uh, question mark uh, first appearance. <laughs> because I guess the super monkey in the story is supposed to be Beppo. And uh, we got to see uh, Comet the super, super Horse in the Legion of Super Pets first appearance they happened at the same time so we got through all those stories so let's actually talk about uh prody number two we're going to learn about uh this super pet so to see how an applicant is inducted into the legion of super pets we're going to learn about uh the tale of prody two uh let me uh, see if i can get this pulled up this prody. is actually this is uh, uh, Adventure Comics number 322. So uh, so Prody 2 is a shape-shifting alien who can imitate anything. So a lot of these super pets like to imitate things. Uh, but this one is a kind of a, a more of a shape-shifter um, in, in that way. So if you want to think about Prody 2 in that way. And if you are wondering why he is Prody 2 and not Prody 1, Prody number 1 actually sacrificed himself to save lightning lad so uh, r.i.p prody number one uh but it looks like uh prody number one went out uh, in a blaze of glory very heroically so uh you know uh more power to prody number one so prody number two has a lot to live up to i think yeah clearly <laughs> so uh all right so let's get into the the story so the first part of prody's initiation into the legion of super pets is found in adventure comics number 322 from july 1954 in a story titled the super tests of the super pets and uh the legion of superheroes and the legion of substitute heroes are in this story and they are teaming up to unmask the mysterious criminal known as the time trapper uh so morgan just to stop down and make sure you don't get lost in all of this. Are you familiar oh. with the Legion of Substitute Heroes? I am not. <laughs> if you were to guess uh, who they were, what what would your guess be about the Legion of Substitute Heroes? Oh, I feel like they would be like, they got to be like a second string League of Heroes, <laughs> right? It's got to be like, you know, you're not bringing out 
the main ones. It's not your main math teacher. It's your substitute. And they're just going to put on a movie uh, <laughs> in order to save the day. They're like, hold on. We're going to watch Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> You'll learn about Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> History. It's all here. Uh, yeah, that's actually pretty close. So the Legion of Super, uh, the substitute heroes are substitutes and they will oftentimes have powers that are not very useful. <laughs> so, yes. so, so sometimes when you see the substitute heroes, they have some uh, power that's kind of uh, pointless and probably will serve uh, no use for whatever mission that they're going on. But but maybe will. Maybe that weird power that they have will come in handy. They're uh, they're like they're like the Rudy of uh of superheroes, right? They just got a lot of heart. Yeah, they, yeah, that's exactly it. So good guess. All right. So while on um uh, let me get all my overlays up. So while the heroes will be away for this mission, the Legion of Superheroes and the Legion of Substitute Heroes, they need someone to guard their clubhouse. So Saturn Girl su suggests that this is a job for the Legion of Super Pets. In order to communicate with the super pets, Saturn Girl uses her powers to temporarily make the super pets telepathic so that she can explain what's going on and so that the super pets will be able to talk to each other and complete their task. Because that would be really useful if they could actually communicate to each other. I guess dogs can't talk to cats and cats can't talk to monkeys. They all speak a different pet language, I guess. Ooh, that's so, tough. That's going to be tough. <laughs> so Saturn Girl makes it uh, so that they all can communicate to each other. Now, Chameleon Boy, who is one of the Legion of Superheroes, he has a pet, Prody 2. And Prody 2 is instructed to stand guard with the super pets. Chameleon Boy is like, just go over there and hang out with the super pets. We got to guard the clubhouse. Now, Prody, uh, Prody number two, wants to take this opportunity to become a member of the Legion of Super Pets. He or, or he or she, this this sort of protoplasmic uh, shape-shifting blob, is uh, wanting to prove prove uh, that, uh, that Prody number two is not just another Prody name. Prody number two <laughs> can live up to Prody number one's legacy. And Comet, the super horse, is actually confused by this because according to him, Prody is quote just a blob unquote. So Ooh. not really, not really giving Prody to uh, the do here. Them's fighting words. Yeah, Comet <laughs> Comet's Prody has hands to fight with. <laughs> <laughs> Comet is very unimpressed with Prody at this point. So Prody's got a lot to prove. Resentful of Comet's Comet, uh, Prody explains that he belongs to a legendary race of creatures called the Proteans. From a planet near Onteris, I guess is how you say it. The Proteans didn't start out with shape-shifting abilities, but when a great humanoid scientific civilization started a colony on their world, everything changed. When the humanoids realized that the climate on this planet wasn't ideal and they needed to move their colony somewhere else, they decided that they didn't want to abandon the, uh, the friendly Proteans to perish. Since it was impossible to take all of the uh, the proteins or yes proteins with them, the humanoids use their evolution beam on the proteins so that their bodies will be able to change shape at will. Because of this new ability, the proteins will be able to adapt their bodies to any natural hazard. So basically, Prote's race of people did not start off as shape shifted uh, shapeshifters, but uh, these humanoid uh, this humanoid civilization came in. 
and uh, gave them uh, something that using something called a, an evolution beam, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big machine that shoots a, a little ray out on these little uh, circular blobby things, and it gives them ability to mm. change their shape at will. So sure enough, when the great floods came, they became fish. When the Ice Age began, they turned into polar bear-like creatures. When they needed to migrate, they could change into flying creatures. And to become a super pet, uh, because we've learned about Prote 2's uh, race of people, and now we're going to talk about what what Prote is going to have to do in order to uh, become a super pet. So in order Mm -hmm. to become a super pet, Comet assigns Prote 2 the test He's going to have to go through a bunch of tests. So Comet, uh, Comet's first. So Comet assigns Purdy to the test to imitate Superboy and carry out the next mission assigned to Superboy. Brainiac 5 needs Superboy to go to a planet called Vor to retrieve an element known as Vorium to complete their, and this this machine has a really unfortunate uh, name, I think, <laughs> time thrust mechanism. It sounds easy enough, but Vor is inhabited by matter-eating beasts. They can't hurt Superboy, so this will be a good test for Prody's Superboy. So Prody's going to have to go out and <clears throat> complete this test uh, as Superboy. So we will get to that. Uh, are my overlays not working? What's going on here? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. Um, a lot of stuff's happening. Live stream. <laughs> live stream. and on with Brody. Live stream issues. <laughs> okay, so... All right, so Prody is going to have to go and complete this mission as Superboy. He's going to have to imitate a Superboy and go and complete this mission. So for some reason, though, Prody's Superboy can't fly in space. He doesn't have Superboy's power, so he stows away on a rocket ship to get to this place, Vor. Prody's Superboy thinks he can't main his, maintain his Superboy shape because those, those who are already on board the rocket ship will think it's strange that Superboy can't just fly in space because that's what he normally does. Yeah, duh. So, so Prody's Superboy shapeshifts into a, a weird statue that's already on the rocket ship. So I guess that's a way to, to be less noticeable somehow. Um, so <laughs> using, uh, using those shapeshifting abilities, uh, Prody becomes a weird statue that is on the rocket ship in order to get to Vor. Sure, makes perfect sense. After his uh, flight to Vor, uh, let's see. So after his flight to Vor is over, Prody decides to imitate one of the animals who dig up the Vorium uh, on Vor because if they attack him as Superboy, it would be bad news because Prody doesn't have uh, Superboy's invulnerability. He doesn't have any of Superboy's powers. He can look (laughs) like Superboy. He can sound like Superboy, but he doesn't have all of uh, Superboy's powers. So this plan, though... Doesn't quite work out because even though Prody tries to blend in with these animals, they start to attack him anyway. So Prody ends up grabbing some of the Vorium and turns into a bird to escape the matter-eating beasts. So he's it, Prody's got part of the mission uh, successfully <laughs> completed. All right, he's done it. <laughs> got gotten the uh, the Vorium from Vor, and he figured out a way to do it, even though he didn't have uh, super voice uh, abilities. So having successfully re, uh, retrieved the Vorium, Comet is actually impressed. Comet was not uh, thrilled with Prody in the beginning, but Comet now is like, okay, I see you've su- successfully 
uh, completed this mission. So Comet is impressed now. But that <laughs> triumph is over because now Streaky the Super Cat has a test for Prody. So all of the Super Pets in the Legion of Super Pets are going to test Prody. So Aww, now Prody. Stre- <laughs> so, so Streaky the Super Cat is up next. And this time Prody must become a Legionnaire and go with Saturn Girl on a mission. And this is going to be quite the challenge because uh, since Saturn Girl has telepathic powers, she might be able to see through Prody's disguise. So Ooh, this is twist. This is going to be uh, this is going to be something to see. So this is actually this story of Prody's initiation is a two-parter. Whoa. So we've gotten through the first part. So we've only seen him complete the one mission. So now he he's got to go and do whatever Streaky orders him to do. It's almost like a like a fraternity hazing. It sort of feels <laughs> it like is. <laughs> sort of feels like that. Uh, so, Morgan, do you want to uh, go into part two of a Prody's tests? Of course. I want to see, like, the next Ninja Warrior-esque obstacle <laughs> course he has to make it through. Um, so, part two of Prody's tests from Adventure Comics number 322. See the pet of a thousand faces. Transform it. I mean, that's a pretty good tagline. That's a great, <laughs> that's a great nickname. I feel like Prody's been workshopping that. He's like, I've I've got a great one, you guys. And they're like, you got to finish all these tests first. Uh, So he uh, transforms into Chameleon Boy. That seems smart. Uh, Because he's going to accompany Saturn Girl on a mission to investigate whether or not they are being spied on. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So her suspicions are correct. I mean, could you imagine if it wasn't? It was like, no. Turns out no one's no one's spying on us. <laughs> the end. <laughs> uh, Saturn Girl and Prody Chameleon Boy discover a, mo- a remote-controlled electronic eye watching all of their preparations to go up against the Time Trapper. And this eye is pretty freaky looking. I don't like it. It's like an eye in like a in like a cage, like an open cage. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. Yeah, it looks like it looks like one of those things that you put air plants in, like <laughs> and like fancy fancy table centerpieces. <laughs> it does sort of look like that. Yeah. Um. So did you, uh, so to try and fool the eyes operators, Prody changes back into his original form. When Saturn Girl is attacked by one of the electronic eyes rays and knocked unconscious, Prody turns into a big black jellyfish to cover the front of the eye and block its vision. Unable to see where it's going, the electronic eye crashes and is destroyed. Prody, as Chameleon Boy, uh, re- retrieves a groggy Saturn girl and returns to Shrieky, who has to admit that Prody has passed that test. So Prody's like, all right, I got the first one. I got the second one. I saved Saturn girl. This has got to be the end of it, right? Like, <laughs> I did it, right? You guys got to let me in. And they're like, not so fast, you blob. Because uh, the super monkey now has a test for him. And he says it's a tougher test. So, I mean, this seems a little unfair. It feels like they should go easier on him. But they're like, no, let's let's ramp it up. Yeah, you so, got you to gotta start small and ramp it up. Yeah. So Prody is asked to guard the Legionnaire clubhouse for one hour, which on its surface doesn't seem that hard at all, uh, <laughs> which means he'll have to keep members even uh, to, he'll, yeah, which means he'll even have to keep members of the Legion of Superheroes out of it. Ooh. So Prody considers all of his options on how to complete this task. One option is to resemble a huge Z bomb ready to explode. 
but Superboy and Monel would see it's fake by using their X-ray vision. So another option is to look like one of the trihydras of Saturn to scare them off. But Prody thinks that nobody would actually be terrified of it, which is kind of brutal to the trihydras. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Lightning Lad and Starboy would probably use his powers on the trihydra. Uh, so he's like, I don't want to get uh, in the middle of all that. Um, and, and also now the trihydras are like writing like a strongly worded letter to Prody. Like, <laughs> we are great. Uh, so uh, Prody adopts a new shape uh, uh, of one of the 10 armed, 50 fingered natives of Procyon or Procyon. Procyon. I think you're right. Procyon. So Prody uses the scientific equipment in the Legion of Superheroes storeroom and constructs a trap, hoping to battle the Legionnaires. Brainiac. Oh, oh Bathel. He's trying to trick baffle. Him. I was like, wow, he's going straight to battle real fast. <laughs> Bro, Brody's got escalation. Like some, suddenly Brody's got some bloodlust after like the third, <laughs> the third test. He's like, I can't do it anymore. Brody's about to snap. Uh, no, he's, he's trying to baffle the, uh, the legionnaires. Brainiac five can't even understand its technology. Uh, so they won't dare risk coming inside the clubhouse. Prody's a phony machine bluff helps him pass Super Monkey's test. So that's pretty good. He becomes a, such a complicated machine that Brainiac 5 was like, eh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Not worth it. <laughs> So the last test for Prody, Prody gets back. Prody's like, yes, I crushed it, right? We all know I crushed it. And now I'm in. <laughs> and Crypto goes, not so fast. Crypto is like the last test, obviously, because he's the OJ. He's uh, in my imagination. He's just like sitting on like a giant throne of dog bones. <laughs> and he's like, come closer. It's like the Godfather, but with Crypto. <laughs> <laughs> on my on my daughter's wedding day. Um, so so the last test for Prody is from Crypto the Superdog, who tells Prody uh, that he's got to act like a fleeing criminal. And Pro oh, that uh, he's, who tells Prody that he's going to act like a fleeing criminal and P Prody is going to have to track him down. If Prody doesn't catch Crypto in two hours, Prody fails the test. So now the like the 24 clock goes up. Yeah. Chung, chung. <laughs> It's only two hours, so it's really only two, not 24. <laughs> Take the four off. So he's got two hours to find Crypto. So I guess Crypto is good at hiding. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. So Prody won't have any superpowers for this test, so he puts on one of the Legion's flying belts. Smart. Good thinking, Prody. Which is, which is pretty hilarious, uh, like the, the belts on the blob. It's pretty funny. It's just kind of around his blob-like middle. <laughs> uh, it just he's, he's of, wearing it though. He's doing it. He's he flying. Is, he listen. He is wearing the heck out of that belt. He is crushing that belt. It reminds me of like the early two thousands when everybody was like, and then just put a chunky belt on it. <laughs> That's what he's doing. He's accessorizing his powers, uh, just putting a chunky belt on it. So uh, thinking that Crypto is hiding in a giant waterfall, Prody changes into a supersized salmon to leap up the waterfall. And Prody was right. Really? The first place he looked? He figured it out. Chung, chung. Like that. That would. <laughs> that, the 24 counter is like, oh, okay. He's technically he's got like another hour and 58 minutes but good job 
Crypto was hiding inside the waterfall, and when he spots Prody coming closer, Crypto does get away at super speed. Okay. All right. So we found him the first time, but Crypto got away, which seems kind of like cheating on Crypto's part, but whatever. Yeah. With with two hours almost up, Crypto hides in a lead chest on the bottom of the sea. The problem for Crypto is that green kryptonite is also inside the chest, which paralyzes Crypto. Prody spots Crypto and rescues him out of the water. Did not anticipate the green K in the ocean. He really did. And it's like, you know, you know what, Crypto? This is what you get for, like, making poor Prody go through so many different trials and tribulations. Bending the rules. <laughs> so, uh, having passed every test and saved Crypto, uh, the Legion of Super Pets initiates Prody into their ranks. So that is how Prody, Prody 2 specifically, joins the Legion of Super Pets. And so that's how you uh, get initiated into that team. You have to you have to pass a bunch of tests and they're not happy about it until all the tests are finished. <laughs> they're like, oh, if, if you ch- pass these challenges for <laughs> you can, you can as the as the Legion gets bigger and bigger, like the League of Super Pets, does it? become a prop like do you have to do like 15 challenges that is a good question because uh in the legion of super pets i mean that's a quite the list over yeah. the years so you I mean we have, we have 20 tests we have that art balthazar book like yeah, i can't that's over 200 yeah. i can't pass all those tests i'm giving up halfway through for and, sure and, and crab tabby's test is just gonna be the most uh <laughs> no unhinged wants, no one wants crab tabby's test that's for sure <laughs> So that is uh, kind of the wrap up and the rundown of the original members of the Legion of Super Pets and their first appearance as the Super Pets and how you get into the Super Pets. And uh, while we are wrapping up our time talking about the Super Pets uh, this uh, for the last couple of episodes of Supergirl Radio, I thought I would share a clip from Supergirl Radio's Streaky the Super Cat character spotlight from March 2018 because when I was uh, gathering up the streaky first appearance and turning it into a video audio thing to do as a recap, I heard myself say something and I was like, hmm, that's interesting uh, to hear to hear myself say that four years ago. Uh, so we are going to uh, do a little bit of a rewind, rewind back to March 2018 because I'm wondering if I might have predicted the animated film DC League of super pets. I want to see a feature length film of the Legion of super pets. You know, we've had justice league. We've had the Avengers. I feel like there is a, a, a super team that has not been given its due on the big screen yet. Whoa. I mean, I called it four you years ago. It. <laughs> you called it. <laughs> I feel like we should have like a list of like, I called it. And I feel like, that list would be just that one clip. <laughs> yeah, it's a short <laughs> list for sure. Because we like we're t- we're we're constantly like they're gonna bring in Nasty Luther, and like it, we would have like the opposite of we called it. Like <laughs> Snapper Snapper is gonna snap any episode. I just know it. <laughs> Our list would be things that, that never happened that, that we never, wanted to happen. But we got that one now. We've just got the, that one. just the one. The one we can <laughs> we can uh, start a list now. Hopefully in the future. Um, so uh, before we uh, 
tie a bow in the Legion of Super Pets, I guess we should hop into the chat and see uh, what everybody else is saying. So, uh, so Brian says the Legion of Super Pets always got more respect than the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Oh, that's uh-huh. <laughs> that's an interesting. You know, I mean, at least the Super Pets. It seemed like they contributed maybe a little more <laughs> than the Legion of Substitute Heroes. It seems like it. Maybe we should do an episode on the Legion of Substitute Heroes. That's that's sort of connected to Supergirl. Supergirl is a Legionnaire, so I guess that would be something uh, to study to see uh, yeah. <laughs> see what their deal is. I think we can get away with that on Supergirl Radio. Uh, and New Rachel wants to know how do you spell this planet's name? Uh, if you're referring to Vor, where uh, Prody Superboy has to go get the Vorium. It's V-O-R. If uh, you wanted yeah. to know, that's the way to spell that. Uh, okay. All right. So I think that's everybody in the chat and those thoughts. But um, I, I suppose maybe we could do some some Legion of Super Pets uh, snap, snap judgments. In the game of Snap Judgments, each person is presented with two options, but must only choose one. First instincts are recommended and explanations are unnecessary. Okay, would you rather be telepathically linked to someone else or use a signal lamp in order to receive messages? (laughs) (laughs) So this is a tough mm. one. I guess I guess it's more uh secure to do the the telepathic link because it seems like the signal lamp like anybody in the house can hear it. So it's yeah. not really going to be like a coded secret message. That's true, but like I don't know that I would want to be telepathically linked with anybody. <laughs> I'm just I'm just you don't want them to hear your thoughts. No, I don't want <laughs> my thoughts like also I'm, I'm kind of petty sometimes and they'd be like wait what and i'd be like wait what <laughs> <laughs> but you could hear their thoughts yeah but like what if they're petty i <laughs> <laughs> could be bad for my self-esteem i'm like hey i'm like what do you think of this outfit and I'm like what wait you what that's what you really think of that outfit <laughs> It could be bad for friendships. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with the signal lamp. Listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch watching some TV. The lamp flashes a couple of times. I go, well, the power doesn't seem to be going out. So I guess someone's in trouble and off I go. <laughs> now, listen, I'm going to get that wrong a couple of times because sometimes it's going to be the power. <laughs> but like, what's the worst that happens? I'm just walking around looking for crime. <laughs> well, I guess we already kind of have our own signal lamps these days. I mean, Alexa could yeah. be kind of a signal lamp. That's true. That's who, true. Who gives me messages every now and then. <laughs> yeah, telepathic link sounds bad. Sounds dicey for sure. Yeah, I mean that Mel Gibson movie proved that that's probably that what what is it <laughs> yeah. what what women what, want or what something. Women want. <laughs> That that didn't work out so well for him. So no, I guess I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go signal lamp on this one too. Uh, Rachel in the chat says I wouldn't want someone else hearing all my thoughts and the songs that get stuck in my head. Oh, well, that would be bad for the other person because then yeah. they would have those songs stuck in their heads. I feel like somebody would just think I was insane. They'd be like, "Why do you know all the lyrics to like the stick stickly jingle from Nickelodeon from like 1992?" And I'd be like, "Listen, that's what it's like in here." <laughs> 
Uh, okay, which is weirder, the brain globes or the electronic eye? I I like the brain globes. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the weirder ones, uh, the brain globes. I think yeah, I think the brain globes because I like the backstory that they were just like, you know what? We don't need these gross bodies. We're beautiful as just these brains. <laughs> empowering really they're like you'll only love me for my brain because it's just that floating in a globe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of the brain globes i don't know if they've made any other appearances in any other stories but i i, I think that th they should be brought back i think they could be a, a good addition to another story so maybe in a future supergirl story maybe she'll encounter the brain globes I that's, think it's funny to watch a like a, a horse fight a, a brain in a globe i think that that's <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> it was like the greatest battle ever, ever in the history of the world. I, I agree. <laughs> That's what they said. That's what they said. And I don't disagree with them. <laughs> no judgments on your snap judgments. Before we uh, get into the plugs and such, I saw this comment from new Rachel in the chat saying, uh, breaking Superman and Lois news, the actor playing Jonathan Kent isn't coming back for season three. Oh, that seems very random. Isn't he kind of a major character? He is a major character. Like, that's the whole, like, the the big deal about the show is it? it's like Superman and Sons. Yeah, so I, like I Googled that, um, and I see an article from Variety that says Superman and Lois is recasting Jonathan Kent as Jordan... Uh, Elias, I think maybe, um, exits the series. So the huh. article says that um, uh, in a statement released on Tuesday evening, Warner Brothers Television cited personal reasons and ex explanation for why the actor would not reprise his role as Jonathan Kent, which will now be recast. Uh, he Apparently, he notified the studio that he won't be returning to Superman and Lois for season three due to personal reasons. Warner Brothers said in a statement on Tuesday evening, the role of Jonathan will be recast. There weren't exact details about his departure from the series given by the network. However, the actor's exit is not a result of workplace-related issues, according to sources close to the production, according to Variety. Um, so, yeah, that is really pretty strange, actually. It says, uh, yeah. oh, it says insiders state that the production on the third season is set to begin in Vancouver in the near future, and he had not been able to re reach the location by the deadline. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like they could wait for him, maybe. Yeah, you, you feel know. like you could maybe push it a little bit uh, on that instead of recasting entirely. Huh. Huh. To, to me, that sounds like they fired him. Yeah, so I, I just, I clicked on a different one. This is a deadline article. It says, as a, res um, uh, as a result, his role will be recast. The decision was made after Texas native El uh, Elias did not return back to work by the deadline given to the cast to reconvene in Vancouver, where Superman and Lois films. So, like, huh. he just, like, didn't show up for work, and they were just like, all right, I guess we'll recast, huh. is what it seems like, right? Yeah, that's hmm. kind of what it reads like to me. Well, that stinks. I did like him as Jonathan Kent. Um, so no, I don't. I only watched the pilot, so I don't remember them very well. There was like, there was like the sad one, and then there was like the jock one. Was he sad or jock? He was the jock. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, Jordan is the uh, sort of the emo one at the beginning, yeah. who has a lot of emotions. <laughs> 
Uh, Jordan is the one who, uh, spoiler alert, uh, finds out that he has super abilities. Ah, so, so yeah so that's that's complicated well at least they're still gonna have a jonathan kent in the series but oh boy that stinks that is yeah that is really that is really surprising i feel like a, a couple of shows have have done that recently where like somebody just like it seems like maybe didn't show up or there was some issues with them getting there and then like they recast yeah i mean i guess i'm 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 sort of used to this as a soap opera fan. People yeah. people people are recast all the time, but for like a uh, a TV series like this, it, you know, once you're kind of cozy and in and the se- you know the third season, it yeah, like three it seasons to lose in, somebody. I just feel like everything that's going on with like the DC TV shows right now are like is like such a mess with like them. I mean, half of them are canceled, and then there's like the the. HBO Max stuff and like the Discovery Warner reorg and like just feels like one more extra you know brick on that wall where it's like <laughs> why why is it so hard to be a DC fan I just I, I don't understand really it it is like a full time job to try to like keep yourself pumped up and hyped over DC stuff it is like DC is the uh, legion of super pets constantly giving you challenges. <laughs> Or maybe they're like the Legion of Substitute Heroes, where they they exist, but they're not really contributing much. <laughs> they're not any- good at things. <laughs> <laughs> they're just putting on a movie, hoping you won't notice. They're like, here. It's like, uh, uh, did you try it all in that? No, oh, man. Not really. Spe- yeah. Spe- speaking of DC time. League of Super Pets, <laughs> um, I think it was last year. I went to a convention called Magic City Con. And it was a DC panel. This is just kind of a side note, but uh, they uh, the people on the panel asked the question like, "What DC stuff are you excited about?" And I was I had to like think about it for a little while. Like, I was like, <laughs> "Huh, what am what? I?" And then in my head, I thought, "The super bits? Like and that was kind <laughs> of it. <laughs> so, you're, like, you're like, "Huh, huh." <laughs> DC needs to get their act together because it is. I, I get. I always talk about it, but I get so jealous of like Marvel fans. They get every Marvel fans get everything they want, and DC fans are just like hoping things we love like stay afloat. I know. I was just thinking about like, oh, I've, I'm so hyped this week for like the premiere of She-Hulk, one of my favorite Marvel characters. And like, meanwhile, it's like, yeah, all your DC shows got canceled, and we're recasting some of them. It's, okay. It's not even the first show that they recast a major part in because they had to do that with Batwoman. Oh, yeah. And that so, that was also for personal reasons, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was quite the conundrum, but yeah, that uh it's just it's so hard to be a DC fan and I wish that, that was not the case. I wish we were excited about things all the time. Ugh, it's Come uh, on and- DC, you got to give us something. <laughs> I, I don't want to go into this a lot, but I saw that Ezra Miller came out and gave a statement this, oh, God. this past we're never week. Gonna, we're never going to see poor Sasha Callier <laughs> in Flash. We're never going to see it because that movie's never coming out. <laughs> yeah, so I think he's trying to, uh, well, Ezra, I think, is trying to uh, sort of 
soften the waters. But uh, Sasha Kaje, I don't think uh, I don't think we're going to get to see her super role. So, uh, I'm so I'm still fingers crossed. Maybe they'll <laughs> just like they'll just kind of like put it out on HBO Max. I feel like at this point they're going to be like that tax write off is sounding a lot better <laughs> <laughs> by the day. <laughs> but yeah, so that was another one of those things. I was like, oh, DC, what As are you doing? Miller. <laughs> it's so hard to be a DC fan. So any way um but even having said that one of the great things that has happened as a dc fan in my opinion as of late is the dc league of super pets giving uh some notoriety to the legion of super pets in the comics because they do in the superman family have a lot of stories written about them about crypto and streaky and comet uh, so it is uh, so nice to be able to see one of these uh, teams from the comics uh, get some big screen notoriety and, and get out there more in the general public. So people who don't read the comics, they know about the super pets now. So that is yeah. very exciting, in my opinion. And I I thought it was nice that the movie was was enjoyable. Like I had a good time at that movie. I would recommend if people ask me, should I go see it? I'd be like, yeah, totally. It was fun. So, you know, that's not always the case. <laughs> no, it isn't. It? Unfortunately, not it's not always the case. So I can say like, it's nice to have a DC movie that's like out there, like getting people more excited about things in the comics. That is was actually enjoyable. So who knows what's what else is going on with the DC stuff? Most of it seems bad, but uh, <laughs> at least we got the super pets. At least we had the super pets. Well, that is going to do it for this character spotlight on the Legion of Super Pets. So now we need to get to some Supergirl Radio and some DC TV plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our Supergirl radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV Podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired dc tv podcast also has a t public store so if you are in need of new dc tv related t-shirts tank tops sweatshirts onesies mugs notebooks pillows or stickers go to supergirlradio.com and click on the t public store link at the top of the page supergirl radio superman and lois radio the flash podcast and legends of tomorrow podcast backlight and podcast bad woman podcast too Titans and Doom Patrol podcast just for you. Justice League Dark podcast, Green Lantern podcast, Star Girl podcast, Strange Adventures podcast, and finally my favorite of the bunch, DC TV After Dark, where you're allowed to say f. And since we talked about super pets, we have super dog designs in the DC TV podcast the public store oh i meant to change that uh because we've been promoting we, things <laughs> we've been we've been promoting the super dog uh designs for a little while so i thought we could mix it up uh this week so we've got legion of superheroes stuff we've got a comica girl super friends design 
So while I only notated in the Google Doc because I forgot to change it that we were doing super dog stuff, you can you can get super dog designs, you can get all kinds t- of stuff, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs. Uh, but we also have some other things. So check out the uh, Comic Girl designs and the Legion of uh, Superheroes uh, stuff that we have in the DCTV podcast T Public Store. And we would also like to remind everybody that we are currently doing another DC uh, TV podcast plugs contest this is a new one we've done one before and we need some new uh plugs because all of the ones we have are out of date so if you would like to participate here are all the details supergirl radio needs new dc tv podcast plugs which means that we are holding another plugs contest and we invite you to submit your recordings of how you would promote the dc tv podcast on Supergirl Radio. We want you to do that so that <laughs> I do not have to do that. It's very important that you do it so I don't have to. You can, <laughs> you can be as creative as you want to be, uh, but we do have one requirement, and that's that you need to make sure you mention all of our podcasts in the DC TV Podcast Network. And in case maybe you have forgotten what those are, I will list them like so. That's <laughs> Supergirl Radio. That's the one that you're listening to right now. Uh, the Flash Podcast. Legends of Tomorrow Podcast. I hear that one's really great. It's pretty, uh, pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. The Lituation <laughs> Room. DC on HBO Max Podcast, which maybe one day will be sponsored by HBO Max. <laughs> HBO Max, where I like to watch stuff. Uh, <laughs> the Stargirl Podcast. Superman and Lois Radio. They're not in the Arrowverse, but we're still allowing them to be on the network. <laughs> what 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 a ring that that probably threw them for where they're like, excuse me, we're not in the Arrowverse. <laughs> uh, Green Lantern podcast, the Sandman podcast, Justice League Dark podcast, and DC TV Ather Dark. I hear that one's pretty good too. That one's fine. That one's that one's fine. <laughs> that one I think is still being workshopped. Uh, <laughs> so how do you get on uh, Supergirl Radio? What you do is you email an MP3, a wave, or an M4A. Yep. To supergirlradio at gmail.com by our contest deadline, which is September 30th. We will choose the winner and the winner will receive a prize in the mail uh, which will consist of Superman Family Adventures of Volume 1, DC Super Pets Super Powered Pony which is a story about Comet the Super Horse and maybe also an additional surprise we, we might sneak something we that you didn't might, expect in there just might. so we've been talking about the Legion of Super Pets in this uh, episode of Supergirl Radio but we have some Legion of Super Sponsors that we would like to thank these people are Michael, Sam, Anne-Marie, Yvonne, Nicola, Leslie, Abby, Ermgard, Miriam, Nicole, Lizeth, Faith, Brian, Ethan, and Danny. If you would like to become a Legion of Super Sponsor, you can go to patreon.com slash supergirlradio. And uh, Morgan and I have recorded some episodes uh, for the Patreon on our vacations that we took recently, yes. our podcast vacation, all the places we went, all the things uh, that we saw all of the menus that we ate, 
things like that. Uh, you can check that out on the Superhero Radio Patreon. Uh, so if you would like to subscribe and support us over there, uh, we have some exclusive things that you don't get. You you get your, regu- your regular Supergirl Radio episodes for free. But if you want some extra Supergirl Radio stuff, uh, the Patreon is the best place for that content is so exclusive you guys it's so exclusive (laughs) and i i think it's some of some of our best stuff i think is on the background I agree. I agree. We, uh, <laughs> we do some deep dives into like various cult documentaries that we're watching. <laughs> if that intrigues you, you've got a lot of stuff on the Patreon just waiting. <laughs> I, I've been uh, doing a real uh, um, documentary binge, I guess Ooh. is the best way to call it. I've been bouncing around on the different platforms looking for documentaries to watch. So I want I've you to start a- just like texting me the good one because I always feel like I always want to watch a documentary. But then I just like never know which one to watch. And then I'm just like, oh, forget it. Well, Morgan's recommended some quality ones <laughs> for me. So uh, I think it goes both ways. Well, if you want to keep up with me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. And I have a YouTube channel that you can find at youtube.com slash duckmuckprod, where I uh, live stream on Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, reading through the Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice reviews written by the top critics of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that's quite the journey. I'm getting pretty far into it. So I'm very excited about that. And also if you're interested in some of the DC uh, Warner brothers, Warner brothers discovery drama that's been going on. I was recently on the flash podcast with Andy, Bibak to discuss the Batgirl movie cancellation to discuss the executive decisions that are going on. It's quite the episode. So if you really want to hear some hot <laughs> takes, uh, that's the one to check out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Mojotastic. And you can also find me as a co-host on DC TV After Dark and also the Legends of Tomorrow podcast where we just released a uh, recent episode about the first half of Harley Quinn. Yeah. Uh, and we will be talking about the DC madness next week. Uh, we'll mm. be recording an episode. So that'll be coming out uh, next week. So keep an eye on it. Uh, we were like, we were going to record it last week. And then we were like, I don't know. I feel like if we wait another week, who knows what could happen? Yeah. And look at it. Continues. <laughs> the news continues. Did you see the recent news that they were like, the CW sees that like the the average age of its viewer is like 58. So they're going to start uh, twist. Uh, they're going to start um, making programming to that age demographic. That is surprising. I they, always tar- they always targeted questions. the uh, uh, the younger audience. I have many questions about that. A lot of them is like, okay, so you're telling me that like the people who are watching Riverdale, the average age of them is 58? <laughs> huh. and, if, and if that's true, are you going to be making more Riverdale? It, <laughs> it sounds like they're going to be like pivoting to more unscripted content, which really just means like, hey, what's the cheapest thing that we can make and put on? Let's do that, um, usually. But I, I thought that that was, I'll have to find the article and send it to you because it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Just imagining like the average 60-year-old sitting down being like, what's Archie getting up to this week? <laughs> Is he going to fight a bear? <laughs> In my day, <laughs> Cheryl was Scarlet Witch. So 
Who knows? Yeah, I I think that's really interesting because one of the things that um, I've been interested in looking at with all this Warner Brothers Discovery stuff is they seem to be looking at numbers and analytics, which seems so different from the previous executives that were at Warner Brothers. They didn't seem to care about that at all, about who was watching, who their audience was. Was their audience happy? Were they not happy? They didn't care. Uh, So Warner Brothers Discovery, at least, is looking at that stuff. I think it's a surprising thing to find out uh, because now that I'm thinking about all of their programming, seems like a a weird way to yeah. write your shows because a lot of, I hate to say it, a lot of the Airverse shows sometimes would dumb it down for the audience. And it's like, if, you're, if your average viewer is 58 years old, I think they can follow along with your story. You don't have to make it so simple that it's, or make it so ridiculously complicated like the totems. Like, you know, respect your audience and their ability to stay with stuff. So, yeah, it's surprising. It seems a little strange because, like, on the one hand, no part of me can wrap my mind around the average age of a viewer of the CW network being 58. Like, yeah, just like thinking about all the programs and like none of them, I'm like, yeah, 58 seems like the right average age for that one. But then on the on the on the flip side, they they kind of in the announcement were like, yeah, we're going to, you know, because the the average age is older, we're going to start making programming for that. And I was like, well, you're you're but you're telling us that the programming that you currently air is attracting people who are like that age. So are you just going to make more Riverdales? Like I just don't I don't really get the strategy there doesn't seem I think I think really what the strategy is is like hey, scripted stuff is expensive and people love reality shows and those are cheap. But yeah. that's just me. <laughs> it could it could be. I think really what they should do is have uh, superheroes in a reality show. Yes. Best of both worlds. <laughs> they, they sort of did that on Robot Chicken and it was pretty funny. Have you, uh, this is so off topic, but have you ever uh, watched the, I think it's Amazon Prime show, The Boys? I have not watched The Boys. It is, I, it's tough. Honestly, it's tough. I can't, I don't, I wouldn't recommend it as a binge. It is very dark in that, like, it's like this idea of, like, what if they were superheroes, but they were terrible, terrible people. And for me, I can only watch so much of that at once. But, uh, so we're getting through the third season very slowly because every time Mike wants to watch it, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have it in me right now. But, uh, <laughs> there, they have like a, like a superhero reality show aspect where it's like kind of like the voice where it's like, who's going to get on the team? Is it this superhero or this superhero? And it's like stuff like they're like, you know, in the back going like, well, this person's polling really well, you know? It's like, <laughs> It, it is very enjoyable. I've heard that they've done uh, like nods to Zack Snyder and Hans Zimmer and and things like that. So I would I would probably be into it. I think. Yeah, you can kind of see where some of the characters, like kind of what they're supposed to, you know, the one character is kind of Wonder Woman esque, and like yeah, yeah, the, uh, the crazy guy is uh, the crazy main character is kind like of stu- like a Superman, Superman, like a Superman. Um, captain america cross that's just crazy at the the show is surprisingly good it is just very it's like after you watch like a couple episodes you're like whoo i gotta step away from the computer and like look outside <laughs> i may i may try it well we'll see how that goes but i may give it a go since uh I, it seems like something i should know about so i i, I think i should maybe watch it at some point so and i will well, say Ch- chase crawford who i love from gossip girl 
uh, who was uh, like like a character who was like charming but not very bright plays kind of the same character in this <laughs> in this show but he's hilarious in it uh and he like gets into a cult at some point it's just it's amazing well now you've sold me on it i know i was I, like this, I, I, is, this is gonna get it <laughs> i was not aware there was a cult aspect to the show now that i do i'm much more interested uh okay so that's uh gonna do it for uh the boys uh radio uh, <laughs> for this for this week but this is gonna do it for this episode of supergirl radio but until next time i'm still rebecca johnson and i'm still morgan glennon and we hope you enjoyed learning about the legion of super pets <laughs> McGurk! I love not typing. Not messing with my Google Docs, Meeksy. Supergirl Radio is going live every night of the week. How do you like it? It's being, becoming a human burrito, a plus or a minus. I don't know. It does seem snug. I mean, they say you are what you eat. Kira. I love that. So I do a podcast called Supergirl Radio, and one of our segments is Lena Luther boardroom or ballroom. Because really? She looks like a boss in this show. Nasty Luther, like a different Luther? It's not just Lena being mean? No. <laughs> Helen Slater here. So fun to know that you're hosting a podcast called Supergirl Radio. Yeah.